Hey guys, and welcome back to Leadership on Purpose. I'm Blake Bozarth, and this is the show that's designed to help you grow your influence and lead with confidence and with humility. Really excited for today's episode. We're talking with another incredible CEO today, Sherry Costantini. She is the founder and CEO of Avant Healthcare Professionals, and it's an incredible success story. Sherry started her career as a nurse, and then she started Avant 17 years ago. It grew to a $25 million business by 2015. That's impressive. That's incredible. But listen to this. It's grown over fourfold over the last five years. So it's now a $100 million plus company. And today we're talking about what's really helped fuel that growth and about how leaders can create a mission-driven culture. And what specifically, what's the ROI? What's the return on investment on a mission-driven culture? Avant's growth, it has been fueled by the mission. And it's also what's really helped get them through the unbelievably trying times of the pandemic. Really hard to be in the healthcare industry during this time, as you can imagine. And Sherry does a phenomenal job bringing to life just how her company has kept the mission front and center. And she talks a lot about the power of storytelling. So there's some great examples for how her organization has gone about doing just that. And it's just really just a beautiful way to bring the mission to life and to really engage your people. It's amazing the sort of impact that Avant is having on the lives of their nurses and on the communities that they come from, from overseas. You'll learn about the model. It's fascinating in this episode, as well as on the hospitals they're working with, the patients, of course, that they're caring for. But let me tell you this, even if your impact doesn't feel as immediately significant as Sherry's and Avant's, the key is figuring out for your organization, what is your higher purpose? So wherever you're leading, if you're the CEO, if you're somewhere in the middle, if you're still on the front lines, understanding what is the higher purpose of our work, of our mission, and then your job is to help bring it to life as a leader. How do you bring that to life? I hope you find some great, wait for it, nuggets in this episode for doing just that, for helping you bring it to life. Without further ado, let's jump into the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to Leadership on Purpose. I am here today with Sherry Costantini. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great to have you. So before we jump into the core topic today, would love it if you could share with us a little bit about your own career story. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, happy to. So I'm a nurse. I went to um, college to become a nurse and shortly thereafter decided that I wanted to go into more of the business side of healthcare. And so um, I went in to get my business degree, but I had worked in um, hospice, home health. And then that took me to um, international healthcare professionals. So I ran several home health agencies. We didn't have enough clinicians in our, in our area or in the state, and we recruited from overseas. And then fast forward about uh, uh, six and a half years later, um, I had the opportunity to start my own company in that niche. Um, but when I first got into international recruitment, I did it with another firm and then helped uh, another healthcare staffing company start their um, own international uh, division and then did it on my own. 
And, um, and that's been really exciting. That's been um, just uh, more than I could have ever hoped for to start this business. That's amazing. So when did that happen and how many years in are we now? Yeah, so we're in a 17 and a half years. So, um, you know, sometimes it's good that you don't know what you don't know. So <laughs> in, in what I did know when I started this business, I have been doing international recruitment for about six and a half years and had decided that there were some things that I knew as a nurse that I felt I could bring to this industry uh, to have an innovative approach to international recruitment. It really had to do with the clinical support of nurses coming into the country, as well as supporting uh, the clinicians, the receiving hospitals here to understand how to best orient and transition those folks. And you know that's really today what we're still known for are these unique clinical programs. Um, but I think what's really been fun about my journey with Avant is is the why, and the why for me is changing lives, mm. changing lives on a scale that I could have never imagined. And, um, you know, that's really um, the mission of this company is changing lives, changing lives for the healthcare professionals we bring in from overseas, um, our client hospitals, and ultimately the patients. But beyond that, there is, um, there are all these other lives that go back to um, the countries that we recruit from the villages where our nurses come from uh, or the provinces or what have you. Um, and that's really just the exciting part about this business is uh, the impact. That's, that's incredible. And it's really, it's really cool to hear the personal story of you grew up as a practitioner in this field and had a mind for business, a heart for greater impact, started your own enterprise and it has really blossomed over the last 17 years. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really cool to see that success story. So, um, we're talking about mission today, exactly what you just hit on the, the why and how as leaders we can create and really foster mission driven organizations. What did that look like for you from, but maybe even the early days, but when, when did you really get intentional about saying, Hey, I want, I don't want this to just be a medical staffing company, a nurse staffing company. I, I want this to be more than that. I want it to, I really want it to drive a, a higher purpose impact. What did that look like for you? And how did you go about um, intentionally sort of crafting a culture around it? Yeah. So uh, I think that that, uh, that came, I would say, within the first couple years of starting Avant, is you know putting the purpose, the why into words, the mission, and and that grew over time. So, for many international staffing companies, it takes years to get nurses on assignment, and uh, because of some unique relationships I was able to create in the early days, we were able to get nurses on within 10 months. And we had those stories of changing lives and the impact we could make through Avant. 
Now, over time, that's grown. And it's mm -hmm. grown as the company's grown because it's, you know, we, you have to be more intentional about your culture and, you know, why people are here. And when we've, when we had those growth spurts and we've been on one now, really dramatic since about 2015, you have to be able to attract people that are going to fit in. And, and it's really about the mission. And for people that come to Avant to interview, this mission is more tangible than anything they've been exposed to. Uh, I saw my SVP of sales and marketing this morning, and he said, I have uh, three people coming in for interviews today. So you see me walking around the office. And you can take them to a classroom where there's a group of nurses from all over the world that are learning about the transition they're going to make to the assignment here in the US, or you can go into the skills lab where we're really bridging the gap between their practice overseas and their practice here in the US. And so people see that very tangible mission. And if they connect with that, then that's the kind of person we wanna bring in. So I don't think you grow without having that mission, that vision, that connection point for people. That's, that's a great practical example of hiring for mission fit. So attracting people, ha having a compelling mission is gonna attract the kind of person that wants to join that mission. So you kind of naturally do that, but also using it as a filter for the kind of talent you're bringing into your company, into your organization. Um, do they get it? Are they about it? Are they, are they also driven by it too? Um, and what was also cool just from hearing you talk about it, Sherry, was it seemed like um, in the early days, like you had this vision for higher impact, but it was really in doing the work and doing it better, like be, being better at delivering the service and that you, that you realized the kind of, you more fully realized the kind of impact that you were driving. So you got to see that, that the lives that you were changing, both from the international nurses that were relocating, um, the, the hospitals and healthcare companies that they were serving, um, the, the actual patients that they were touching, you got to see that, feel that. And um, it sounds like over time, you just kind of codified that and captured that more within your culture. And now you kind of have a flywheel going <laughs> of like, yes. this is who we are. This is the kind of impact we drive. And we're looking for people that want to also join us on this mission. So I think it's really important uh, to have that mission when you are a high growth, high performing company, um, because these aren't easy jobs. Hmm. And, you know, there was some research. I came across a company um, actually recently I was doing some work with uh, entrepreneurs and it's called Imperative. And um, they're growing that company in COVID and, and it's a great opportunity to connect remote employees, but they did some research and it said that purpose oriented employees are 54% more likely to stay with the company mm. for more than five years. But more importantly, they're 30% more likely to be high performers. And that's what we look at when we've grown a company from about 25 million in 2015 to well, well over a hundred million mm. now. So, um, you know, you've got to have something that inspires people to work hard and produce. That's, so I'm gonna call that the ROI 
on mission-driven culture because that is that is there is real return on investment to creating and being intentional about the the mission that you have as a company and um, the way that it permeates your culture and those statistics are amazing and we see that there's no better way to engage people so the holy grail metric of engagement um it really drives so many things and it seems like doesn't it sometimes it seems like it's the soft stuff right but mm-hmm. it has real bottom line impact and what you're what you're sharing sherry is um with your all's incredible growth over the last five years that is like almost what four times four times growth <laughs> over the last five years um that's amazing um but it, it wouldn't be possible without having um such a strong mission-driven culture um and by doing so you're able to keep talent engaged retain them better and you ultimately get more productivity you get more from people when they have when they're passionate about what they're doing have, have you seen that yeah Absolutely. And, you know, it's, I think one of the biggest challenges of growing the company is making sure that all the leaders are on board with that mission, with the ability to keep employees engaged um, and really focus them. And, um, you know, that's just, that's just part of it. Um, But, but again, having a well-defined mission and something that you can tell stories about, you can go and see in, in a room across the hall. It's, it's really great for the business. So let me ask you a little bit more about that. How does, how does it manifest? So do you have any, do you have any practical tips for how a leader, um, whether they're a CEO or a leader in an organization, how they can um, really live out the mission and bring it to life? Maybe, maybe that's the best way to put it is how, how, do, how do you bring it to life and make it real? Because I know you have you have your your uh, field employees or the nurses actually in the field, but you also have a lot of corporate employees as well. How do you how do you make that mission real to people that maybe aren't on the front lines delivering care to patients? Any yeah. practical tips? Well, you know, field employees, we've got well over a thousand across the U.S. And, and here at our corporate office, uh, we have about 250 corporate employees. And, you know, it's, I think it's easier with the corporate employees to keep that mission in front of them. You know, we, we've always done, um, at least for the last several years, quarterly staff meetings. And now we've moved them to virtual mm-hmm. with COVID. But it's, keep, it's starting it off with the mission. And it's telling the story of one of the nurses. You know, the last staff meeting I did, I had two pictures up. One was one of our nurses who's left our employment, um, but it was him at his uh, U.S. citizenship um, ceremony. And, you know, just seeing him. And then there was another picture with his family. uh, That's They're all citizens now. And then the other photo was one of our nurses that was in her cap and gown and with her bachelor's degree uh, because she had a diploma from uh, from Nigeria. And so when she got here, she went back and got her bachelor's degree. And so it's really keeping those stories front and center so, so that people think about why am I here? Why is the work I'm doing important and what's its impact? And so we tell those stories and, and we highlight them. And, you know, we do that on an ongoing basis, not just in the staff meeting, um, but, you know, we do them quite a bit for, um, 
you know, in different departments and they share success, maybe it's quality assurance and getting somebody on assignment and what that meant to that person. We get a lot of notes of appreciation from the field employees. We get baby photos. We get photos of their new homes, you know, all the ways that they're living out their American dream. Um, so so it's, it's easy with our mission to keep it out in front of people, but it is very intentional. I will say that it's very intentional to do that. That's, that's really helpful. Um, I'm, I'm, I, what I'm taking away from that is the power of storytelling. And when you're, when you're in a business where you're impacting lives in the way that you are, it's, it's a little bit easier to find those examples, but even for companies that maybe not, maybe they don't have as dramatic of success stories, it's finding what, how are we like, what's the higher purpose that we're doing and how can you reinforce it with real life examples? Um, so those stories that you shared were, were pretty incredible. And I can see how you're constantly able to show and demonstrate, Hey, this is how, what you do is making a difference. This is how what you do matters. I don't know if you, I'm, I don't know if you've heard this story, but I don't know if it's a fable or if it was actually true, but the, the, the legend goes that John F. Kennedy was visiting NASA back in the day. And, um, he's walking around and he sees somebody sweeping the floors and he's like, Hey, what is it that you do here? And, um, they were a janitor there. They were cleaning, they were cleaning the place up. And, um, the guy's response was I'm helping put a man on the moon. And that's the way he thought about his job, right? So no matter what role we're in, we are an integral part of the mission, right? And so that, that's, that's, I think that's, that's just a powerful example. And the way that you use stories to be able to show people that, hey, no matter if you're in accounting, no matter if you are in um, human resources, you know, in payroll, no matter what your role is in our organization, you are supporting this mission and you're an integral part of making this mission happen. So that's, that's, that's powerful. And one of the best ways to do that is through, the, is through stories. You know, I think that COVID was a rather challenging um, experience for us and we're not out of it yet by any stretch, but we, we had to take these stories and our mission to our field employees like we've never done before. And that was to keep them motivated and to keep them focused on, you know, their why, why they came here, what was their American dream? You know, because it's, it's been very overwhelming. And mm. so we went and what we did was this Facebook Live series on Avant Heroes. And we had nurses from around the country come on and, and share with us their, uh, their journey over here and where their lives are now. And it was just to serve as a reminder for these healthcare workers that are pretty spent out there um, that they came here with a vision. And that hasn't changed, although we are in the middle of a pandemic. And one of those nurses told a story of how he applied to Avant in 2017 and we did not accept him. And so uh, he, 
um, he went out and studied, he's from Brazil and some of it was English. And so he passed those English exams and, you know, and, the, and so we use him as a story of, you know, if you first don't succeed, try, try again. And so he got the English skills, then he came, he took his NCLEX, which is the licensure exam in the US for nurses, didn't pass that his first time, but passed it on the second time. And um, now he's here with his family. And so, you know, it's just kind of highlighting that journey that they took, the work they did to change their life, to change their families' lives. And, um, you know, that, that's just really compelling. And the other, one of the other stories that really stands out for me, um, and I um, had shared this uh, with a lot of different folks, was another nurse that we had from Africa. And his wife and child hadn't made it over from Kenya yet because he came over right before COVID. Then they had a lockdown in Kenya. The embassy wasn't open. And he just had such a positive attitude. And what he said to me is, I just want you to know that you haven't just changed my life and you'll change the life for my wife and son when he arrives, but for my village. The money I sent back has allowed some of the kids in, in the village to, to get a better education and to, to go to some of the private schools. Now, Africa's not been hit as hard with COVID in, in some of these outlying areas, and maybe they, it's because they've locked it down or what have you. Um, but that was really, I think, inspiring for me, for corporate employees, and for the nurses out there that oftentimes send home a, a good portion of their salaries to support others. Amazing. Amazing. Um, what an incredible mission. What an incredible impact. And the big takeaway for leaders is to do the work, do the, do the hard work of what does our organization do? What higher purpose do we serve? And crystallize that, be able to communicate that in a compelling way. And one of the key ways you do that, and this, I love the tangible examples you gave us. One of the key ways you do that is by telling stories. Uh, it's, it's a way to reinforce and really, it's one thing to have a mission statement uh, that, that lives on your website. It's another thing to be able to bring it to life and to demonstrate to your organization, to your people, how you're actually driving the impact. And, um, it's, it's just incredible to hear, hear your story, to see the success of your company and to know that it's really fueled by the mission. So really neat. Thanks for sharing. Before we let you go, I want to hit a few standard questions with you, Sherry. So the first one is what is your personal why? So we ask every guest this, and then we're talking about your why, your mission, um, as it, as it, as it relates to the organization. And I assume yours is related to that too, but if you had to say what drives you, what would that be? Well, you know, I would say that mine really roots back into my upbringing. Um, I'm a pastor's daughter. And, you know, for me, it's about having, you know, a purpose-driven life. And, mm -hmm. and what is that purpose for me? And through all that I've been through on my life's journey, I think it's leadership. That's mm -hmm. what I've defined as, as the purpose that I have in my life. And Yvonne has given me a great opportunity to live out that leadership um, purpose. And, you know, we don't just do it in our professional career. There's other opportunities in life through volunteering and your community and just different ways. But 
um, you know, over the years, I've gotten a lot of clarity around that. And, um, and that that's my why. You were made for this show. See, purpose and leadership, you're, <laughs> you've got it. Um, I can totally resonate with that as well, too. So um, the next question for you is, what is one way that you've grown as a leader yourself, if you chose one way that you've grown since you've started your career? Well, you know, when uh, when you reached out to me and we had our first conversation, one of the things you talked about was confidence and humility. And, and I think that it really has more to do on that humility side is I've grown more as a leader to be more humble, to show more gratitude. Um, but I think that, you know, as I reflect on 2020 and the challenges of that year, it's really growing in my ability to show empathy to, to all of our corporate employees, their families, the challenges of, of just life. Um, so, you know, still doing my job as the CEO of the, of the company, uh, but really being empathetic about what people are going through. That's powerful. If you could sit down and have lunch with one leader, past or present, what leader would that be? I'm going to say um, it would be Ronald Reagan. And I'm not making a political statement. I've been lobbying, advocate, advocating in Congress since 2005 on immigration to mm. allow for a flow of international healthcare professionals to come into the, uh, the country. Wow. And so I've had a lot of opportunity to work with politicians. And, you know, I think that the, the events of, of recent days have really highlighted what a tremendous leader Ronald Reagan was. Um, I don't think he, he, he didn't strive for personal popularity. He wanted American values to be popular. And, you know, it wasn't about him. It was about his mission. There you go. And so I, I think it would be Ronald Reagan. Amazing choice. He was also hilarious too. <laughs> I, I go I go back and watch some of the um, some of the old roast of of him with Dean Martin and company, and <laughs> I love it. So um, the last question for you is, um, where can our listeners find you? Are you on LinkedIn, Twitter? Where if they wanted to? Yeah, I'm on career, LinkedIn. Um, I'm. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Sherry underscore Costantini on Twitter, and I'm Sherry Dingle, D-I-N-G-L-E Costantini on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from folks. What would it mean for your organization if your leaders became significantly more effective? At CoThrive, we help good leaders transform into exceptional leaders. And we do it in a way that builds camaraderie and deeper connection to your company for a fraction of the cost of less effective alternatives. If you're interested in learning more, find me on LinkedIn and just shoot me a message. As always, guys, keep leading on purpose.